Amen. Ooh, that's hot. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. Can we, can we all stand this morning? Amen. If it's your first time here, we're so happy that you've chosen to worship with us today. Amen. We're going to open in prayer. We're just going to ask that God will have his way. God, we love you today. We thank you for your goodness. God, we thank you for your blessings. We thank you, God, for another opportunity, God, to come into your house, to come into your presence. God, it's not something that we take for granted. God, we love you today. We ask, God, that you would move in this house. God, we pray that your spirit, God, would be made manifest, God, in our midst. God, that your presence, oh God, would have its way. God, that our hearts and our minds, God, would be prepared, God, for the word of the Lord today. God, that you would put put uh, put something, God, in our hearts, God, from, from, the, from the man of God as he brings forth your word. God, speak to us today, God, through your word. God, let... Let that word, God, get a hold of us and take root in our hearts today. God, I thank you. Lord, I give you praise. God, I pray that your presence, God, would have its way today. God, I pray, God, that you would break up the fallow ground today of our hearts and our minds. God, that our worship and our praise, God, would be pleasing, God, before you. God, that your your will, God, would be accomplished, God, in our midst today. God, we pray, God, that your your glory, God, would come down. God, that you would touch hearts. God, that, God, that there would be conviction in this house today. God, that, that you would just have your way. God, we pray, God, that you would receive all the praise, all the glory and all the honor. God, we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Worship with the praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the blood. We're going to sing about the blood a little bit this morning.
worship this morning. We need a breakthrough. We need a breakthrough in our lives and in our minds and in our homes and in our families. You guys just worship as we talk about a breakthrough this morning. He's a good God. And we need a
take me to that place, Lord. Take me to that place today, Lord. Oh, what a mighty, mighty God we serve. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Let's give him praise. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Praise God. Our children's church can be dismissed in Jesus' name. Brother Steve or Sister Acacia, if you can trim me just a little bit. And uh, wonderful to have everybody at the house of God. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10. Now, a few weeks ago, man, this I had an amen corner up here of young people. And poof, they're gone. Where are y'all at, young? Uh, where's our youth at? Chil children's churches can be dismissed. And is Antonio here? Uh, where is he at? Hey, brother. Why don't you lead those young people away to where, where, where they ought to sit? This is his last Sunday with us. We're going to miss him greatly. Amen. Amen. He's already getting his back right. Now, anybody want to follow Antonio up to the front? Get under the spout where the Holy Ghost is pouring out. Where God's doing just a mighty, mighty work. All right, that looks awesome. There we go. Praise God. It's good to be in church, isn't it? Good to be in the house of the Lord. Acts chapter 10. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band. A devout man, one that feared God, which gave alms and prayed to God always. He saw in a vision evidently about the ninth hour of the day an angel of God coming into him, saying unto him, Cornelius, and when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thine alms are come up for a memorial before God. Thy prayers are come up for a memorial before God. Amen. Brother Antonio, you helped me out Tuesday night. Would you lead us in prayer right now? Amen. Praise God. Give the Lord a hand of praise. Hallelujah. Wonderful to have all of our guests with us today and members alike. We welcome you to life. Awesome to have the Gates family from Columbus, Georgia. Is that right? Amen. Pastor Baptist Church, my friend. Some of them, I think, were there about five or six weeks ago when I got to go over there and preach. So yes. it was awesome. I'm glad I'm not preaching that same message today. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Thy prayers are come up for a memorial before God. Throughout the Word of God, there are men and women in Scripture, the heroes of our faith. And God, they were men and women of prayer 
And not just men and women of prayer. Men and women of prayer that God talked to. They conversed with God. God conversed with them. And God mightily used them. As we read David's songs and prayers, we, we know he was a praying man. We, know, we have no doubt that the Apostle Paul was a praying man. And in Acts chapter 10, as we'll see even further in just a few minutes, we have no doubt that the Apostle Peter prayed in this setting of Acts chapter 10. Daniel, the, in the Old Testament, was a man of devout prayer and fasting. It was Elijah that would wrap himself in his mantle, his face in his mantle, at his cave, and he would pray and call on the name of Jesus. And he would hear from God the voice of God. And Moses saw a burning bush, and Noah got his plans for an ark from God. And we are here today at Life United Pentecostal Church, and you come from all walks of faith, from various cultures and different places, some from New York or Texas or California or Michigan or Jamaica or wherever you came from. Some here are soldiers, some here are teachers, some here are jet builders, and some are firefighters. But can I tell you, we are here for one reason and one reason only. As good as the coffee shop and the, the coffee and the coffee shop is, and it was good this morning. That's not why we came. As good as the musicians did, and they poured their hearts into it, and it was beautiful. That's not why we came. And I don't know if the preaching, I, I can't tell you anything about that, but guess what? Ultimately, that's not why we came here. You walked in those doors today for one reason and one reason only, and that's I want to hear from God. I want to hear what the Lord is speaking in my life. I want to know what God is talking to me about and telling me about. Some came for direction, and God is in this place to speak into your life direction. Some came for healing, and God is in this place to give you that healing. Some came just to hear the voice of God touch him one more time. And that's why we're here. Oh, hallelujah. Cornelius in chapter 10 was an army centurion. He was a leader, a soldier, kind of like some of you. Great guy. He was a giving man, and he was a praying man. And the one thing about Cornelius, though, at this point in life, he had not experienced salvation like we've experienced salvation. He hadn't. He, he talked to God. He gave. He prayed. And he loved God. But he had not been born again of water and spirit. Did that mean God didn't hear his prayers? No. Did that mean God didn't love him? Did that mean God wasn't drawing him closer from where he was to a closer walk with him? That's exactly what God was doing. Sometimes Cornelius, wherever he was, we have to just trust God. God was bringing him to a closer place. There's some Corneliuses here this morning. 
or some Cornelius's wives. Couldn't make that sound good. Maybe it's And, uh, but in that, Cornelius had not experienced, and as we experience the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, that Jesus died on the cross, was buried in a tomb, and rose on the third day. Our salvation, we experience that. When we repent of our sins and ask God to forgive us and we turn our life around, when we're baptized in the name of Jesus in water, and when we're filled with the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God coming into us as we begin to speak in tongues and magnify God, we, we have to understand that is an experience. We are experiencing the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ right there. And there are people here right now. You love God just like Cornelius. You pray to God just like Cornelius. And you do everything you know to do to get closer and closer to God. But you've come in here this morning and you wonder, is there another step? Is there something else that, God, is there something else I'm supposed to do? Cornelius had a devout prayer life. He was a praying man. I need a Cornelius. I wonder where I can find a Cornelius. Anybody see a Cornelius? I've got you a chair. Yep. I want you to kneel down, not sit. All right. You better turn around this way, just, just like you would if that was your chair at home. And you can even bury your face in this beautiful leopard print pillow. If y'all are wondering where this came from, it wasn't my office. And, and, and Cornelius is praying. He's a praying man. He loves God. He has, he, he has this relationship with God, but he knows there's more, but he doesn't know what that more is. And, and, and so he's praying. Cornelius, you just keep praying. There's men and women throughout Scripture, all through the Word of God, that were praying people. Daniel 6, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his windows being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day. I need somebody else. Christian. I need a real Christian. We're making this up as we go. All right. Daniel. He's a praying man. Daniel knew that the writing was signed. What writing? That, that nobody except the king could pray. Nobody could. You want to know what Daniel does when they tell him? When they tell him he can't pray? Or when they tell him he can't pray? He's going to pray anyways. He knew the writing was signed. He knew it was illegal now to pray. And, and with his windows being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he didn't shut the blinds. 
They were open up. They could see him. They could hear him. He kneeled upon his knee three times a day and prayed. Prayed. He prayed. He prayed and made supplication for God. And Daniel was found guilty of praying and he was thrown in a den of hungry lions. And he spent the night there. And most of humanity would be worried. Most of us would be afraid. But Daniel wasn't afraid. Why? Because he's a man of prayer. If you send prayers up, you're going to get answers back down. If you talk to him, he's going to talk to you. If you don't send prayers up, you're not going to get the answers back down. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. So, so while most of us would be worried, Daniel wasn't worried because he was a man of prayer. He was consistent. He was persistent. He was persuasive. He was unwavering. It didn't matter if it was legal to pray or illegal to pray. He prayed. He talked to God and God talked to him. If you consistently, if you consistently and per persistently and earnestly and persuasively, continuously talk to God, I promise you God is going to talk back to you. Not only that, God will be your lead and God will be your guide. Daniel spent the night in the lion's den in Daniel 6 and 21. It said, then said Daniel unto the king. Oh, y'all ran over there. <laughs> oh, king, live forever. My God has sent his angel and has shut the mouths of the lions. And they've not hurt me. And people at work start talking about us. And we go find somebody to talk to to make sure we defend ourselves. Where'd y'all go? People at school start talking about us. And we go tell our friends to get them on our side. Because we're kind of building the, you know, if we got some people with us, can I get an amen? But people that are praying people, they don't have to go tell their friends their side. They don't have to go get a team on their side. They don't have to feel better because they got four people gathered around them to back them up. They call on Jesus and Jesus is their backup. Or all everything. Daniel trusted God that God would shut the mouths of the lions. Can I tell somebody in this place today, you need to pray and you need to trust God that he's going to take care of the problem, that he's going to shut the mouths of the lions or whoever else he's got to shut. If you're in the praise team for off the cuff singing that song today, and uh, I just was humming it on my way to church. I looked at Sister Crutchfield. She looked at most of the time, and I didn't, you know. 
they, they, we practiced this and we practiced. She was like, she started singing. I was like, okay. Psalmist said in 27, this is David. Have you heard God speaking and drawing? 
Michigan. I'm out of style. I go to church at 1301 Pickton Road. So I'm going to go about my day and I'm going to hear from God. Not if you don't pray or not. You better discern what voice you're hearing if you don't pray. Because God is calling you to prayer if you hear God. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I heard the great voices of a trumpet saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. And what thou seest, write it down. Verse 12, I'm going to skip down a little bit. And I turned to see the voice that spake behind me and being turned. And he describes this description, but he turned around and the description was a description of Jesus. Like the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot, gird with the paps, with a golden girdle. His head and his hair were like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were like a flame of fire. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And that voice spoke again. That voice spoke again. Fear not. I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of death, hell, and death. And now what I want you to do, now what I want you to do, I, when I go to prayer, I like to take something and, and because you should have a consistent prayer life, a consistent prayer time, a consistent prayer place. You don't just casually say, you know what, I might pray today at this time. And well, tomorrow I'm going to fill the Spirit out and maybe I'll pray at this time. No, you need a place where God knows you're going to be and He knows you're going to be there persistently and consistently. And when you get there, you're going to be persuasive and you're going to talk to Him and He is going to talk to you. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. We've got to have that kind of prayer life. We've got to have that kind of prayer place. We've got to have that place where you are talking to God. You're not depending on somebody else to intercede, to be the go-between between you and God. Oh, no. You need a place where you talk to the Master, where you talk to Jesus. And not only that, where Jesus is able to talk to you. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody give him praise. He said, John was in the spirit on the Lord's day. Can I tell you, that means he pushed his computer away. Didn't have one, but I... It means he pushed his cell phone away. He was paying more attention to what God was saying than he was what Verizon was saying. Oh, no. And when he did, he heard God's voice. Sometimes you're asking, why don't I hear God's voice? I pray and I pray and I pray. But we have all these distractions and If we don't pray, we won't know his voice. If we don't pray, we won't know his voice. He heard a great voice behind him. Your prayer life needs to be consistent. Where do you pray? Where do you pray? 
We talked on Tuesday night about locations. Some said they like to pray at the church. Some said they pray in their bathroom. Some said they pray in their closet. Some said it said they pray outside. And, and, and if you look in Scripture, you know, Daniel went into his place and opened the windows. And John was in the Spirit on the Lord's Day in the Isle of Patmos. Most likely he was outside. Guess what? Just, just make a place that, that you feel that, that you can get in touch with God. That God is able to get in touch with you. That God is able to speak to you. Can I talk to somebody? God is reaching right now. Somebody, maybe you used to have a deep prayer life. You used to have that set aside time. Every morning you would wake up and you would talk to the Lord in prayer. But you've been missing for a while. And God loves you so much this morning that He is reaching out for you. That He is wanting you to know, I miss you and I want to talk to you. But guess what? For Him to talk to us, we have to talk to Him. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. The kind of prayer that makes angels speak. The kind of prayer that makes angels speak. That makes revelations come to life. That shuts the mouths of the lions. That causes the enemy that wants to devour me to stumble and fall. That gives me revelation when I'm so in love with God and I want to draw closer and closer to Him. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. The kind of prayer that makes cancers bleed. The kind of prayer that makes heart attacks have no damage. The kind of prayer that takes labor children and causes them to get on fire for God. Chairs. Brother Duvall, 
I need an Apostle Peter. Build 
and prayer until the structure is completed. Too many people say their prayers are unanswered. No. You've got half-built walls. Keep praying. Keep praying. Keep praying. Well, God hadn't done this for me or for mine or for what I've been praying for yet. It's because the wall's not finished. Keep praying. Keep building that wall. One brick at a time. Keep praying that prayer. Don't get distracted. Don't get caught up in your cell phone or your Facebook or your Twitter or your television or your telephone or, or your group that you're going to or any of those things. Get caught up in prayer. Get caught up in prayer. To get an answer from God when we haven't set up a question. Hallelujah. People get mad at God over things He's not done for them because of prayers they've not prayed to Him. We're just expecting God to do something because we wish Him to do it. Because we imagine Him to do it. No, we've got to take what's in our brain and get it out of our head and speak it through our mouth. And that's when it becomes a prayer. And that's when it begins to form something. And that's when it begins to become power. Not when it's in your mind, when it comes out of your mouth. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, somebody shout to him. saw in a vision, evidently the night time or the day the angel of God came into him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, what is it, Lord? And he said unto him, thy prayers and thine alms are come up a memorial before God. A memorial before God. Your prayers are powerful. Your prayers are you need to pray for yourself. You need to pray for your family. You need to pray for your, not just imagine it, not just think it, not just say I'm a member of a church here and I join the role. And I, 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 you, you, you need to pray this. And if you really pray and listen to God, He will speak into your life. I promise you He will. I can't promise you if it's going to be through fire and through wind and through the still small voice, but I promise you, God, if you send prayers up, God will send answers back down. He will speak to you. He will guide you. He will lead you. I guarantee He will. He will tell you who needs to be in your life. And He will tell you who doesn't need to be in your life. It will be up to you to listen to it. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then the next day, come here, Cornelius. Cornelius, he's prayed. He heard from God. He's at his house. Back in your chair. And, and then the next day, the ninth hour, the apostle Peter has stepped away from everybody else. And he has found a place. Come here, let's, let's move you to this place. It's a little softer. Right here, just kneel. You lay your head right there on that pillow. 
You can grab it and cry into it, man. Whatever. And, and, and the apostle, so, so Cornelius prayed and the angel talked to him. Then the next day, the apostle Peter is praying and he is hungry. And that signals to me that he has been fasting. He has been fasting. He has pushed the plate away. Oh my. I won't even go there yet. I don't know what I'm thinking there. And, and, and he's hungry. And he goes away and he prays. And listen, the scripture even says he fell into a trance. I'm not making that up. That's what the Bible says. And, 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 and so he was in the house stopped praying at the sixth hour. And he became hungry. Would have eaten. But before he, before he broke fast, he prayed. And when he did, he fell into a trance. And he saw heaven open. So first, the angel of God is talking to this man. On one day. He tells him to sin for this guy. The next day, the angel, the Lord is talking to this guy. He's praying. It's very important to understand here. Two people are praying. There's this man. He's not been saved yet. Does God love him? Does God hear his prayers? But has he been filled with the Holy Ghost? No. Has he been baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ for the remission of his sins? No, he hasn't. But he loves God. And obviously God loves him. And have you ever been there? You're like, God, you've, you've done these certain things that you knew to do. But there was more. And God is leading you to more. Has anybody ever been? I've been there before. And I've been earnestly praying, God, I, I, I want more. I, 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 I want every. Anybody ever pray? I want everything you have for me. Anybody pray that? All right. If that's you, wave your hand. Now, now, now with that, let's, let's go a little further. If, if that's where you are, Cornelius, that you want everything God's got for you, that you prayed and God spoke to you to sin for this guy, okay? And now this, this guy named Peter is going to come to you. And, and Peter comes, come here, Peter, and comes to his house. Here, I'll just stand. And here's the apostle Peter. He walks in the door. And they begin to probably have a conversation and all of a sudden, we find the Apostle Peter is preaching. I, I imagine probably preaching emphatically, but maybe even like a home Bible study. You know, because he's in his home. And, and he, he begins to preach to him and begins to talk to him about the Lord. And, and, and then all of a sudden, it says in verse 44, you got your Bibles? Actually, if you don't, Steve's got one for you. Acts 10, 44. We, we donate this digital Bible to you. While Peter yet spake these words. So he's talking, you talk to him. While Peter yet spake these words, this guy is moved with conviction. And he just lifts his hands up. He hadn't been born again yet, but he loves God. He's never been baptized, 
But God hears his prayers. And, 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 and he's a giver. He loves people. He loves others. He's just a great guy. Anybody ever known people like that? Just a really good guy. And, and, and so he's a good guy. And as Peter's preaching, it says right here that, uh, that the Holy Ghost fell on them which heard the word he preached. And now they of the circumcision, this is the Gentiles, this is us, which believe were astonished as came with Peter because on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, how do they know he got the Holy Ghost? they know he received the Holy Ghost? How do they know he received the Holy Ghost? If flip, flip over for me. Move, shift it forward. Acts chapter 10 verse 46. Do 45 then 46. Scripture says. Okay. They of the circumcision, I want you to read it. There's something about reading it. They which believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hold on before you move that screen. So this guy and his wife. We got some raising their hands over there. This guy and his wife and, and, and the people in his house. I need a couple of more. Oh, I need a couple of more. Oh, no, you're, you're Peter. You're preaching. You, you just keep preaching. Come here, Brother Cruz. His grandfather. Come on. And is his mother here? Come on. Come on, sis. Yeah. And his mother, and they're all gathered around. And listen, these people, I think they love God. I believe they pray. I think Cornelius even probably taught them how to pray. But there was more. There was more. There was more. And all of a sudden, while he was preaching, they all, hands up, they received the Holy Ghost. Just by Receive the Holy Ghost. But this is Gentiles. This is all, all these other folks. That's like me and you. And they're, they're standing here, and, and, and John says, Man, can you believe this? And, and they look. You want to know how they do? They receive the Holy Ghost. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. something more in your life. There's a lot of good people in this world. 
wonderful people that love God. But here's what happened. This man knew the truth. This man loved God, but he wanted to know more truth. And he prayed, and God answered, and God sent this man to him to show him, to expound upon him the truth. I believe that's what I've done in your life today. I believe God sent me to this place to show somebody that God loves you. He's heard your prayers. He's heard your prayers. Y'all can be seated. Or just coming down to the altar. He's heard your prayers. He's been drawing you. That's why you're here today. That's why you're here today. His hands upon your life. And it has been. And he has this wonderful blessing that he has for you. It's a great blessing. And it's really not scary. It's, it's just, it so, feels so good when you receive the Holy Ghost. What, Pastor, what's that like? It's different for each person. But I know for me, I've had it before where I heard words in my mind I didn't understand. And I had to just let them flow out my mouth. Didn't sound like English. It didn't sound like Spanish or anything else I might have known. But it was just God. Now for others, I've also heard this. Isaiah tells us, with stammering lips and another tongue, will they speak to his people? And what happens is your tongue just kind of gets, you're, you're talking to God, and I love you, Jesus, and your tongue gets thick. And then your lips start kind of stammering. And then if you just kind of open your mouth on up and just magnify God, before you know it, God fills you with the Holy Ghost. Yes, you're speaking in this language you've never heard, you don't know, and you don't understand. But can I tell you what? You feel so clean. You feel so new. And, and, and you feel so good. It, it didn't stop even here, though. Peter's like, man, he's bold. And then the next page flips over. Verse 46. Now go to verse 47. Hallelujah. Now, i tell you what it says. Verse 47 says, Can any man forbid water that they should not be baptized which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Does anybody know what that name is? Something beautiful happens when you're baptized in the name of Jesus. You go down in a watery grave of baptism and your sins are washed away. You come out of that water and you are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. I believe God's speaking to somebody right now. Would you just go ahead and make your way to somebody ought to already be up here just closer and closer to the altar. God's been knocking on the door of your heart Would you come. God's been reaching for some of you in this place. Would you come? God wants to fill someone with the Holy Ghost this morning. God is reaching for someone. He's been talking to you about being baptized in His wonderful name. The water is here. 
the water is warm. It is ready for you. Would you come if you'd like to be baptized? God wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost. God wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost. Well, Pastor, I've been filled with the Holy Ghost. Well, allow Him to renew you in the Holy Ghost. Allow Him to renew you in the Holy Ghost this morning. Make your way down. Tell God, God, fill me with the Holy Ghost. I'm going to change my prayer life. God, I'm going to pray more consistently. I'm going to pray more persistently. I'm going to pray more earnestly, God. And it's going to become regular, God. I'm going to be there, and you're going to speak to me. And we're going to have that close relationship, God. Hallelujah. She's going to begin to sing. I want to encourage you to reach out to the Lord right now. The Lord is in this place.
God is in this place. Would you just lift your hands up wherever you are. Let him fill you with his spirit. Let him do a work in your life. God, I love you. I thank you, Jesus. While you're lifting your hands and praising God, I am. This is Brother Antonio. You know his last service. I'm going to ask him to come forward. And we're going to gather around him and pray. Now, if you want to be baptized in Jesus' name today, you make sure and let one of our one of our leaders know, I want to be baptized today. And we'll go ahead and get you ready. The water is warm. There's not a better day right now. And, uh, and so you let one of them know or come let me know. But Brother Antonio, come over here. I'm going to ask our young people and everyone to gather around him right now. If, you're, if God's filling you with the Holy Ghost, let it fill you with the Holy Ghost. Go ahead, right where you are. But let's pray for our brother. We're going to miss him. He is going to San Antonio, Texas. And the Lord's going to use him there. And he's grown, I believe, while he was here. And I believe he's going to grow even more in the Lord while he's there. And I can't wait to see everything the Lord does. Young people, gather around him. Lay your hands on the shoulder. Jesus. We thank you, God, for this brother and all that he's helped with, done while he's here. God, we pray that you go with him as he goes to Texas. God, send angels round about him. Watch over him. Keep him safe. Lord, do a work in his life, God. Oh, Lord, let go ahead and open the doors that need to be opened before he even walks through those doors. God, speak into his life. Strengthen him and establish him more and more. In the name of Jesus, we thank you and we praise you. Amen. Amen. Say goodbye to him. Let him know you love him. And uh, here is water. What does hinder thee? Praise God. I do know we do have some that are want family to be here. And our plans of getting baptized. We're excited about that. Praise God. Amen. God is good, isn't he? God is good. He's an on-time God. Uh, I do want to mention Brother Fowler's going to come give today's tithes, or give announcements and receive today's tithes and offerings. It's wonderful to be in church. Before we move, though, could you just, uh, I just want to say one more time, just slip your hands up if you feel it, or grab a hold of the pew in front of you, and just close your eyes, take a moment, and just say, I love you, Jesus. I worship you, Lord. Fill me with your spirit. You are working on the life of God. In Jesus' name. Acts chapter 10, verse 44 through 48. If you have any questions when you leave here, if you're just if you're just not sure, you heard me, you saw it, but you, you kind of got to figure it out for yourself. I understand that. Acts chapter 10, verse 44 through 48 where you'll find that scripture. Remember that. Praise God. We serve an amazing God. Isn't that right? Tuesday night. Tuesday night. We are having men's and women's breakaway. I'm still a little his thunder. We're having men's and women's breakaway. The ladies will be in here. The men will be in the youth room. And what we're going to do 
is they're going to have a charcuterie party. And guys, I know that's kind of a little out there for us. So we're going to have finger foods and appetizers. So bring finger foods with you to the, to the hey, be nice to your wife. She might prepare those for you. And uh, I don't know. Is that, or can Christian prepare finger foods? I, I, I love my wife's cooking. Maybe she'll prepare some finger foods for me. Praise God. Brother Andrew, come get me out. Come rescue me. I was going to say bring men's food, but, you know, I don't know what men's food is, but chili, there we go. It is, it is getting to be false. Amen. Um, he did steal some of my thunder, but that's okay. Um, again, don't forget men's and women's breakaways. Men, bring some food. Women, bring some charcuterie stuff. Um, Friday, Friday, mommy and me at the beach. I think Brother Mid Gordon was saying they were going fishing, but I don't think they're going fishing. So, um, amen. See my wife uh, for details on that. It'll be 10 a.m. at St. Simon's Pier. Amen. All the other announcements are the same that's in your, your weekly handout. Nothing, I don't think anything has really changed this week. Amen. Those are those are still praying. They can continue to pray. Amen. Bring your tithe and offering this morning. Again, we're so happy if it's your first time here. Um, I'm going to pray, and then you can be dismissed. God, we love you. We thank you this morning for your goodness. Thank you, God, for your, for your presence, God, that we felt. God, we ask, God, that you would go with us. God, we pray, God, that this word, God, would take root in our hearts. God, we love you. We thank you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.